Hey, and welcome to A Healthy Startup. Today, we're speaking to Michele Chiviera, the owner of Chivarinos. Almost everyone in Edinburgh knows what Chivarinos is, and throughout the lockdown, I'm sure everyone had a few slices. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as we enjoyed recording it. Listening to Michele, he's super enthusiastic about his business and has some great thoughts for the future. Hey, uh, welcome to the podcast and um, thanks for coming on. I imagine you're a really busy guy. Um, for anyone that doesn't know you, which I imagine is not a lot of people, give us a little rundown of who you are and what it is you do. Um, Michele Chuviera is my name. I run the Chuverinos group right now. I've been in hospitality all my life. Um, and right now we run yeah, the Chuverinos group, the group of... Uh, New York pizza spots, um, Italian New York uh, slice bars, and a restaurant did have a pizza pub, which we just sold this week. And yeah, we are about to, as a group, we employ 103 people just in Edinburgh, and we're about to open Newcastle, Glasgow, and Leeds. Oh, I didn't know about Newcastle. That's that's exciting. I used to live there for like six years. It's amazing. Yeah. They'll do really well there for sure. Amazing. Um, so, yeah, just want to dive, dive straight in as well and let us know how you got into setting up your business and give us some insight into those first few years. Um, always been in hospitality in one way, shape or form. In my 20s, I went traveling and basically bartended and waited my way around the world. And from there, ended up managing places, um, came back to Edinburgh, managed some big places and then opened 99 Hanover Street in 2006 and became probably one of the most famous bars in Edinburgh um, then around about 2012 2013 saw real shift into say, like cool casual dining like you know craft art like just I saw a real change in that affordable dining you know the celebrity yeah. chef, expensive stuff had its day, and there was a real, there was real room for for solid produce-led, craft-driven, affordable food, and I jumped on it, and I uh, got the Chivarino's brand, which is you know a kind of newer, my version of an Italian restaurant, New York Italian restaurant. That's all it is. I'm second-generation Italian. Uh, the music's. The, the, the design, the interior, the food, the recipe, it's all what I would want in a, in a place. And then we took it from there. From there, we opened in 2014, and it's now 2021. There was five, there's now four. And, yeah, we're doing all sorts of fun things. So when you when you started up, um, I take it, were you working as, like, a chef in the in the restaurant, or were you working, like, front of house? Or when I opened Chivarino's. Yeah, just the first one, yeah. When we opened Chivarino's, we were so undercapitalized, we had no money. And so when we opened, I was coming out at five in the morning, I was cleaning, I was cleaning the toilets, I was then going to prep, I was then setting up the restaurant, and then I was waiting tables until 10 o'clock at night, then I was breaking down the restaurant and closing. So Everything. Um, I also chefs. Um, the recipes were generally mine, I always employed great chefs. To take it and take it one step further by kind of initially I worked around them to make sure their hours weren't excessive. Yeah, I think in in that beginning, it, you've always just got to put in the hours yourself, and it it helps because you just know everything that goes on as well. 
So yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's, 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 it becomes quite obsessive. It's good fun. I was um, I actually went in Saturday morning and cleaned one of my restaurants just because I wanted to see what it was like, as in just just see behind the scenes and get a feel for how the guys were treating it and being, you know, and, and you know, just you know how the space was being used and yeah, yeah, good fun. It was really good fun actually. Yeah, I, I, I definitely started a similar way where I was like massively under capital, you know, a lot of loans and stuff like that. And it's a, it's a, definitely a tough time, uh, both, both physically and mentally. You've got to be there all the time and just like think about it all the time. Yeah, I um, still don't know. I, I actually still don't know how I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> it's always I, cool when, when we hear those stories of like starting up with, with very little money. Like if you were to go back now, would you have done anything differently in the way that you started your business? There's, or There's no fuck. There's no way I could have done anything. I mean, I'm literally to the point where I sold the, in, the stuff in the building before I signed. I was so sure of myself. I was so confident. I actually sold the contents off the building that came that came with about to fund my like you know I was so just like there was no way it couldn't work because I just like bet everything on me. Well, um, it seems to have uh, yeah, out well. Yeah. <laughs> just did a lot of questionable things just to get it open and give people jobs. Yeah, amazing. I mean, you've you've done so well. Like, and do. You, are you involved inside the shop much anymore? Or are you just having to take more of a, a step back um, approach? I have two operations managers who run the company for me, forward facing and back facing. And um, uh, we opened a studio. Oh, yeah, we opened a studio a year ago, Hot Slice Studio on George Street. We have like four creatives and me, and we do branding, marketing for ourselves predominantly, and um, a kind of stable, a kind of small Edinburgh brands and a couple in London. Um, so I kind of work on that. Yeah, mostly. And but I'm in I'm in all the units every day, just say hi, have a coffee, yeah. high fives. How yeah. was that transitioning out of like being there all the time and like being involved in every single aspect, then all of a sudden kind of It was easy off. because it was easy because when I saw the I saw the value in taking me out from when I'm not doing that, I'm doing this and the business exploded because you have these this time and attention to focus on marketing and collaborations and just um, development. And when I have the time, you know, when you have the time to do that. So it was, it was, it's hard like, it's always hard looking back to see how things, things are never going to be as good as your perception of how you do them. Yeah. But also you employ a lot of fantastic people to do it better because, you know, you know, you can only be good at, you know, so difficult and hard, but mostly, mostly, mostly it was pretty, it was pretty organic and easy. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm, I'm cool, definitely in a similar spot. Mm. Sorry, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely in a similar spot now where, like, if I get, like, a month off of, like, from being in the shop, then I can do so much more and, like, expand the business and oh, marketing. I mean, the only problem is that there's a lot of people out there that want to waste your time. A lot of people want to have meetings about meetings. I really have to choke my time. You know, I'm obviously trying to – I'm raising a family at the same time, and that's – Far more important. I've got my, I've got my, my family, family, but my staff, family. And there's a lot of time. There's a lot of people out there that just need your attention, want time. That, that, that you could, you could, you could waste your time in meetings all day. So it's about um, learning how to manage my time properly. Has been the, been the biggest challenge. But it's just, it's changed everything for us because we can do, you know, the, the, you know, just like some, like some of, like some of the things we've achieved in the past two years. Just having that time and attention to detail, the launches, the content, the collaborations, the the moves, you know, just, you know, if you're fucking, if you're ankle deep in a restaurant, you know, and service or like, you know, whatever we have to do as owners, it's not getting your full attention and time. And then, you know, they, you know, 
it's so so having that time is valuable do you, do you prefer kind of sorry Lewis, do you prefer uh, yeah. kind of being in the trenches in the restaurant kind of what you were doing when you initially started up or do you now prefer being on this kind of like branding managerial role is it like is which one would you prefer, oh, would you rather I think be doing my customer, i think my customer service days are done my patience is thin mm-hmm. um I like standing and watching. I think there's nothing more satisfying than going to any of my units and seeing it hustling. Like, like Forest mm-hmm. Road, I don't know if you've been there. But, you know, you go, and there's just this wall of people waiting for food, and they're listening to the music. And this, and I watch, and I get very – I don't think I could do it as well as they do it. In fact, I know I couldn't do it as well as they do it. They hustle. Like, mm-hmm. and this crowd, you know, so so no, I, I don't think – I think I'd fall by the wayside. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all my units, you know, the promenade in the summer terrified me. I don't know how the staff managed yeah, I went. I went there. It was it was busy. Yeah. <laughs> it was and you mentioned you know you have a family. Um, yeah. How was that in in the first sort of like couple of years when you were you know knee deep? Do you know what it served like? It was difficult. My wife like like womaned up and she she ran the whole household and I did that and now they've met and because we've achieved this, you know we've achieved what we've achieved. We can we can you know enjoy nice holidays and that was always a thing i work hard the time we take off the time we take off and we, we you know we you know we'll, we'll enjoy it more but and i've set up now as I, I work nine to five and i'm home for the school run and bath time and you know i'm pretty much you know it's very rare i'll be in any, any of my units past five o'clock at night unless i'm popping in with with the family and that's how that's that was my prerogative as a as an owner and do you do you struggle switching off in the evenings now, or do you find that quite easy? Like, have you set those I boundaries? Want, I, and I don't, I don't even want to switch off in the evenings. I love watching. Like, I, I love be like we we we've changed a lot of things within the company. We we use a, a, a system called Slack um, to communicate, yeah. and I love just watching the the comms from the businesses how they're doing, any problems, and um, I don't I don't want to. I'm, I'm so proud of what I achieved and what I've built. Um, I switch off when I'm sleeping, but at the rest of the time, it's mine. And mm-hmm. it's ours, and it's good to just you know just I mean I might not be in silly as well, but I'm you know it's it's there you know it's it's a living breathing thing with a hundred people getting you know working and getting paid. So um, even on holiday, you know the guy the guy's really forced me to switch. I, I sign out of the company emails and stuff um, when I'm on holiday, but I still phone them once a day and just check in. It's just like it's just because I love it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and you can <laughs> tell that when you're talking about it as well. It's awesome. Like it's yeah, yeah it's quite infectious how much you do love it. Mm. Thank you. I think mm. I think a lot of people um, at the moment you see a lot of things on Instagram where people are like, "Oh, don't don't brag about working hard." You know, like you you should you should have, want to take breaks. But I think if you really are into something and really enjoy what you do, then like it doesn't feel like work sometimes. Yeah. It's stressful. Yeah, I, think, but... I think I think there's a line. I think there's a difference, right? So with me, I'm fucking passionate because I've built this thing and I'm responsible for all these people and I've, you know, things, and that's great and I can live it and breathe it and that's my choice. But I think the days of hospitality, people wearing 90 hour weeks like badges of honour and being fucking abused by companies and owners, like, you know, like the, the hours they did for mediocre salaries, that's different, that's gone and that's that's definitely something that we're on a journey just now to alleviate, you know, like, you know, there's, I don't want anybody in my company working over, you know, 40, 50 hours. And if they are, there's something wrong, and we have to, you know, we have to address that. That's, you know, that's those days are gone. And I think that's that's the biggest issue that we're facing just now. That we were going to get into problems in hospitality. That well, that that they're kind of one of them. You know, people yeah. have been historically abused, like you know, 
overworked and underpaid and things for so long now, and then coming out of this pandemic into, you know, I, I, some like we didn't stop, but I know a lot of people had a you have a year off and then you go straight into an August festival in Edinburgh. Yeah, it's wild. Well, like you know, with the chefs, front of house, back of house, you know, like it's you know, and a lot of people have just gone. Do you know what? Hospitality is not for me. You know, there's a yeah. lot easier. I'm going to become a photographer. <laughs> I'm going to become a nurse. It has to be easier than this, you know. So I think, what? I think, so I think what you're like, as I said, what you're saying is kind of right. I think, um, you know, work that my, my auntie used to say this, and it's kind of right. Like, and then I start saying that it's just working smarter, not harder. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I think that's what we'll touch on next is the pandemic. Uh, I mean, it came out of no well, it came out of nowhere. <laughs> You know, lockdown and uh, like, how did it affect you and your businesses? I don't, know. Um, I don't know. I had a very different pandemic from anybody on the on the planet. We um, we got an opportunity to work right through. We employed all the out of work, self employed people I knew, whether they be barbers, tattooists, or like anybody I knew that was like we employed them all as drivers, and we basically tripled in size over the pandemic, like to pivot into a delivery business. Um, I just opened two extra units and really just going to get the brand out there. We did a lot of charity stuff with um, NHS and school kids. Uh, yeah, we just we just worked harder than ever. So very different pandemic from anybody else. Actually, coming out of it was hard. You know, yeah. Um, so everyone that worked with by my side to the pandemic worked pretty hard, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, at least there was work to do. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know, definitely for places like me, which just like takeaway just wasn't really that big. Yeah, as I said, as I said, I was blessed with an opportunity during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, life. for sure. Um, and you know, we're the only person, op- only business open in Edinburgh for the first few weeks. It was you know, um, and from there we grew. And as I said, we developed, we you know, diversified the DIY kits and X, Y, and Z. And you know, um, it was insane. Don't get me wrong. There's also you know, the flip side that I lost my pub. You know, we had the high dive. It's yeah. not been open in a year. We just sold it. Um, strategically, it just you know it was a community pub, and then you like so as much as we experienced a lot of success and had a really positive journey. I still have you know a business that I lost through the pandemic. Mm-hmm. That you know when I opened this place, there was forty four thousand students living within half a mile. They never came back when the mm-hmm. students weren't there. International students, international students and tourists take their accommodation. They're not there. So this, this, this. So I, I do have, you know, there's a flip side, but you know, for, for all intents and purposes, we've got a chance to hustle and shine, and we took it. Mm-hmm. And how do you think things have changed coming out of lockdown, like more specifically with staff as well, and it's, like Brexit? The whole. I'm going to go on a rant here. The whole industry yeah, is a good. fucking mess. It's yeah. um, what's yeah. happened is um, a lot of people have been sat on their hands. So hospitality, right? It's you know, we've got all these people who historically they're for careers or students or the lifers, right? And then we had a lot of foreigners, particularly Eastern European, Spanish and Italians, propping up the kitchen teams, right? So Brexit, first start, told these people they weren't wanted. Right. And so a lot of them were going to hang about, but the pandemic and everything, a lot of them have went home. So all of a sudden we open this summer back to normal. Great, right? But the hospitality team isn't there. The teams are decimated. A lot of people weren't treated right by the bigger groups who laid them all, laid like hundreds and thousands of staff off before furlough was announced. So they're already, they're like, you know, they're disillusioned with, you know, they've they've found new new careers in life. So, but we opened up to a summer busier than ever. And a lot of these companies just threw staff into, you know, 
into like a full blown August, understaffed to to staff it. And we're just too busy and we don't have the team. I spent most of my weekend going around my units last week, making sure all my staff were looked after. And we closed one unit to staff the other three to make sure the guys had an easier weekend. First weekend in December, I didn't want anybody walking out of the unit unhappy or overworked. Because it's just yeah. not worth it. You know, we've all realized that through this pandemic, life is too short. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we need to, you know, and, you know, there's, you know, we can't staff, you know, we can't find staff fast enough. There is a gap. Everyone's um, got that, yeah. But, but the cusp, but the, the, the cusp, they don't see that. They want it. They want mm-hmm. the Christmas market. They want their favorite red drugs. But, but it's just, it's, it's wild out there. But behind the scenes, People, some people are doing the job, two, three people, you know, and I noticed that very early on in August when, when the rest of the, the planet opened up, all of a sudden people were, you know, you walk in a place, you could see like people were overworked and it's, it's, as I said, there's a, there's a real gap. So what can we do? We can, we're recruiting more people. That's not happening fast enough. We're reducing our hours. We're redu- like, like I have literally, we've like, the as a business owner, it's everything against what you want to do because you always go on this journey to do. But right now, you know, I, I spent most of my time last weekend telling people, listen, don't worry about that. Choke it there. Only take this much on the door in terms of customers. Just like I'd, I'd rather had a, like, you know, a better shift than a like, just like maxed out and, you know, like, like hanging, like hanging on for dear life, which is what a lot of like places are doing because the teams aren't there. Yeah. What, I mean, we were having the same issue, and I've seen loads then, of places. And then, sorry, sorry. And then what happens? Even... They go up and they quit on the Monday. Can you imagine losing? Like this is, you know, this is that. That's that's just too much. There's easier ways to make money. Life is too short to be this stressed out mm-hmm. and overworked in a hospitality environment. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. We had people, we had some people leave um, to go and like drive for like Sainsbury's and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and like replacing staff is so difficult at the best of times so you know finding yeah. good good staff and um, so I, I think like everyone's really struggling as you say like places are only open in six days instead of seven days oh, yeah. to, like squeeze everything yeah. in that they can yeah but, and but what the, you... customer does it, the customers are still great and i've been aggravated some people just got really bad attitudes because they've been locked up the customer experience isn't great so we're working hard but on the back of that, what we're trying to do as Cheverino, so that our studio, so we have started a company charter about three months ago. We're just finishing it now. So we want to show people there's still positive careers in hospitality. Mm-hmm. And we're going to put this chart together and we're going to give it to any small startups, like local start who want it. It's not going to be specific to us. But our whole charter is going to be, it's going to be our promise to our staff, their promise to our customers and us, but predominantly our promise to like our employees and anybody coming on. It's going to be things like, you know, mental health first aid, you know, free yoga, um, you know, birthdays and Christmases off. I worked my 21st and my 30th for other people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, little things to show that it's not just this, you know, you go in and, you know, I work 90 hours and, you know, but like we need to get rid of that. And it's just about, it can be a positive career in hospitality that benefits. It's about their quality of life, not mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we needed to show people. So we're working on this charter just now, and we're trying to get other people on board to make it so there's going to be benefits, you know, also like training and 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 support and just you know, you come away with it something not just you know just batter the hours for nothing. So it's something we're working on just now. We're not quite finished, but we know we want to be with it. We want to change, you know, it's it's changing around us, and we have to change with it. Yeah, I'm I'm in a similar position at the moment where I'm trying to figure out what the best way is to improve things for my employees and like 
I'm, I'm a bit of a smaller business than, than yourself. And so like money is always tight, but there's other ways you can, you can help people. And exactly. I, I, I'm always going to have that small business mentality though. I'm always yeah. going to have that underdog like approach to, you know, I can't afford, like we're losing people to some of the bigger chains hint, hitting Edinburgh to like five, six pounds an hour more. We'd love to pay people that, but we realistically cannot afford that. Yeah. But yeah. some of the big chains are coming in and blowing us out of the water. I mean, that's great for the people that are getting that, but it's unmanageable for the, the like, you know, for the small, like smaller business that yourself are like, like ourselves. I think I think you get a lot of um, stick as well. Not you, but like small yeah. businesses and well, not small businesses, but all businesses in hospitality, where they say like, "Oh, pay your staff more," and it's like, well, there's actually a lot more to that. And it's like, you know, we're not make we're not we're not benefiting from economies of scale of place of having like fifty restaurants. You know, these places yeah. are like yeah. we we it's, can only yeah. pay so much money. And it's, 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 it is a bit of a joke just now. And as I said, we're trying our best to you know like to pay more. But it, the, you know, we can't like sometimes we can't compete with with the nationals, and that's not to say anybody's doing right, anything right or anything wrong. But that's 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 the way it is. Um, but we have to find other ways to to install a kind of pride and desire for people to want to work for us. You know, I yeah, I don't think most people are aware. I'm only fully aware. Like I don't work in hospitality at all, so obviously you hear that there are staff shortages going on. I think most people are aware of that, but yeah. I don't think people really appreciate what that means. Um, for kind of the backroom staff, um, you know, working in restaurants. And yeah, I, it is, it's a shame to hear that people are being bad mannered, rude to staff. Um, and like, what do you, what do you see happening within the hospitality industry within the next six I months, need, a I year, two see, years? I think you're going to see more people taking approaches like us and close and making drastic changes to protect the workforce mm -hmm. as opposed to their, you know, I don't, I don't want to close. I don't want to not, you know, not, not make cash flow and like think but we're making sacrifices to keep a certain you know, like 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 to protect our teams because they are our most precious commodity right now mm -hmm. and you say you got you you go anywhere this weekend and see how happy the staff are in any place in the city center i guarantee you will see people like almost welled up you'll see people stressed out aggravated or thing and you'll see a wall of people in big christmas coats being absolute bell ends to mm -hmm. these, these these front house staff because it's their Christmas too, and they feel entitled. And because these people are so stressed out, they're not given the customer service that they're used to and people expect, and there's just this, it's just... So what does he happening? I don't know. I think we need to get, you know, January out of the way, and there needs to be, it needs to be spoken about, about how hard hospitality is. Mm -hmm. You know, I know places that are running at 50% capacity right now on George Street. You're not telling me. Do you know what I mean? It's... And you, yeah. It's, uh, there's going to be some horror stories. I think we're actually going to produce some content over Christmas and New Year that we're going to try and get out of social media in the New Year to kind of to highlight mm -hmm. the not 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 pure us, but just you know this is what's going on behind the scenes of your favourite bars and restaurants. Maybe not us, maybe other places. But mm -hmm. I think there's there's a there's there's a bit of yeah. But what, what's going to happen next summer could be worse. Could be a bigger festival. Yeah. Like what's going to happen? It's Christmas. We go into the January sales. Edinburgh's still busy. Then we go into the Six Nations. It's busy. Then it's Easter. It's also busy. Then it's, it's just Edinburgh never stops as a two, you know, thing, which is great. But if we don't have uh, bodies that want to work in hospitality to serve these two, like it's it's going to, you know, it's 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 difficult, and it's difficult for the people that are left working there, and that's who we're trying to protect right now, as a company.
God, I made it sound really bad. <laughs> no, no, but I think I think oh, it's important so though because I think I think people need to be made aware of this because I think that con <clears throat> the content idea is is a great one because I I don't think people are fully aware to the extent yeah. of the issue. Yeah. So I think we're gonna I think right now we're just putting together some content ideas and we're gonna film some shorts for reels and you know tell us you work in hospitality without tell us you work in hospitality and <laughs> make fun of it and and get the message out to the general public of just what the fuck is going on behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And hopefully recruit at the same time. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I mean that's kind of why we started this podcast. It was to try and speak to business owners and and you know show people that you know when they walk into a restaurant, I mean not or any business, what they get on the table is not just appeared out of nowhere. Yeah. That's years in the making. Yeah. And there's like just so much that goes into it that people just people forget at about. Five o'clock in the morning, emptying the bins, cleaning up vomit on the street from people that have just walked by exiting nightclubs and. You know, just, 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 there's people phoned like last weekend, like one of our busiest week, winter weekends, and we had an unfortunate bereavement of the, like a, a, like a staff member's family. We lost a couple of people to COVID. We lost a, a couple of people pinged. We had someone, you know, and all of a sudden we lost 10 staff within 24 hours. You know, like, like, you know oh. <laughs> the, the, the COVID, thing, like, we're not even touched on COVID and isolating. You know, yeah. most hospitality people at a certain level live in flat shares. When one person gets COVID, they all fucking get it. Mm -hmm. Bang! You've lost like a whole kitchen team. You look like that's that's historically how you know hospitality and flat shares work like go hand in hand. That's how people can afford to live in these wonderful city centres by sharing the cost of accommodation and uh -huh. the isolation. You know, bang! You know, it gets you know kitchen team gone. You know, all of a sudden mm -hmm. you got your favourite cafe or restaurant is shut. Well, you know, nine times out of ten, you can guess why. And if you're if you're working with like a really small team because you've not got loads of extra staff, as soon as one person can't come in, that can suddenly just close like not not close you, but well, yeah, it could close you. We've, we've ascertained we're only ever one phone call away in the morning from a catastrophe. We're literally hanging on from dear life day by day. And we can't ask people to work any harder. That's not fair. Like, do you know, we understand that at a certain point. You know, we've had a couple of times in the past few months, we've had hard resets, just because every two days, you know, we gave we closed the whole company twice in September and gave the staff mental health days. So you're two days off and have an extra day paid, like paid, chill the fuck out. Like this mm -hmm. is because August and September were just so, you know, insane. And that's yeah, not again, that's not ideal, but that's you know that's that's how hard we were pushed. Yeah, it sounds like it's, it does sound like nightlife has so. I, I'm quite interested to know more about like what you're planning to do like with with your employees. We, I know you you kind of touched on it with it. Was it the charter? Did you say? Yeah. Yeah, I I, I definitely would love to know more about that. Um, mm -hmm. I think that would be. And you said you're going to give it to other small businesses. Yeah, we're well. going to make it available. So if we get it right and we're happy and we're people, I'm happy. We're happy to share it to people. Oh, this is this is what we. This is the, our, our ideas for the future of hospitality. This is our version. This is this is the hospitality that we want. If you know if. if like, you know, 19-year-old me starting in hospital, this is what I'd want to put in front of me from an employer. These are promises I want from that employer. Respectful, inclusive workplaces, you know, you know, like, you know just all, you know, like just everything. So there's, you know, no learning, you know, you know learning the hard way. There's just, it's all there in front of us about how, how we're going to be treated. And, how we're not. and again, it's a big learning progress for us as well because we're putting this stuff down. We're trying to implement it in the workplace with, but um, yeah, so we're working on it right now and I'm quite excited about it. And can be lots of small things, but also hopefully just make a package that's appealing to someone on their first steps of a career or holiday into hospitality. 
why do you think why do you think hospitality got to this stage like I, it just seems to be an absolute shambles at the moment and you know there's loads of stories always coming out about like kitchens and how badly people were treated and as you yeah, say you know people working like 90 hours a week yeah i think i think i've got a few i've got a few theories and you know that you know there were like some toxic workplaces and things and abusers abuse the abuse becoming the abusers people learn this way so they think that's the right way mm-hmm. and yeah. it's maybe not them as a person or their character but you know you're in these places and this is how you work and this is how you treat people and this is how you speak to each other and this what to change all that you know, we're not not not, not dinosaurs. We have to go to kind of like kind of, you know, our, our industry definitely had a little bit of a me too moment this summer, and mm-hmm. it was a chance to kind of look inward to go right. Do you know what this is doing? And you know, and again, you know, the big hotel chains and the big restaurant, like like treating people like that. I know people that work for like you know like really prestigious hotel groups getting paid minimal wages for maximum weeks. You know, like for real. You know, like real, uh, for a real like trained role. So I think that they're just borderline, you know, I think things like that have to change and they just have to see the kind of more value in the people and the workforce. And yeah, so how did it get that way? I just think a lot of factors, but just nothing good, you know, and just years of years of, you know, kind of getting through, you know, with no real, set of, you know, HR. Look, look at us, you know, like we're both, you know, thinking, I'm not an HR expert, are you? Oh, well, I make me now, but, you know, I got, in, I got into this game to, to, to cook food, to cook the best food. Didn't get this food to, you know, but now, you know, I'm, you know the HR is a very important thing, you know, so, and a lot, you know, a lot of us are the same, you know, we, you know, so the mistakes are made, you know, you know, there's not, you know, the, the people are, you know, like, you know, they become employers, but, you, you know, you know, it's, you know, it's not good enough. Do you know what? I'm going to open this pizza place because I've got a fucking great recipe and I can do all this. It's not good enough anymore. You need to be like, you know, diligent in HR and, and, and marketing and PR and you know thing and, and you know mistakes you know I think yeah that's what I feel but I don't know how that's that that's not part of the problem that's just how I see how how bad things can happen and mistakes can be made. Yeah, I think I think over over lockdown, like people really like had a look at what they were doing, and especially even in just like offices and stuff like that, people were like, hold on a second, like I could it's be not working. What I want. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this isn't this isn't what I want. I want to get into something that I like care about. And yeah, yeah, and that's it. And that's same for us, as I said. And it just really gave us a, with all this. I just it gave us an opportunity because this, this is this is a problem, and this is this is who we want to be as employers. It's the first time I really had a really good chance to think about it and go right. I have the time, and I have the time to do this and kind of make this right. You know, it's not going to be a hippie commune by any any. I mean, but 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 our values are going to be close. You know, we, mm-hmm. we've got a respectful, you know, safe working environment. End off. Yeah, I, do you think that needs to be across the board as well, though? Because I'm I, not I think... going to speak for anybody else. I'm just oh, I'm, yeah. on my journey. I'm on my journey, and you know, you're on yours. And I think it's just it's just your interpretation. I'm going to do what I think's right. You know, as I say, you know, because the more you do, the more you put yourself above the parapet, the more you're going to get. You know, you you put a target mm-hmm. on your back. Yeah, I know. I I agree. I'm and as I say, I've been thinking about similar things over the last few months and like how I can improve things for my staff. And like, yeah. it's going to come at a co- it's going to come as a cost to me, which I definitely can't afford, especially at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just going to do it because I think it's the right thing to do. And I think that's what you eventually realize when you have your own business. It's like, it starts off in the beginning, you're looking for, a, you know, maybe I'll make a bit of money from this. And then eventually you're like, do you know what? I'm not interested in that really. Yeah. Oh, I am, but like, I'm more interested in like, I kind of make there's a, a bigger there's a bigger picture. Yeah. 